Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let's give it up for Jesus today. He's the one worthy of our praise. Let's give him a shout of praise. God, we thank you. We thank you. We praise your name. Jesus' name. Oh, if I haven't met you yet, hello. I am always honored to get invited back to this incredible campus. Uh, don't let this pen distract you, because guess what? During the first service, God started talking to me about a few things I need to shred, people specifically, so uh, it, it was good. But I'm honored to be here. Uh, for a lot of reasons. One, um, you know, I was just a guy that was raised up in this church. And I want to help you get unstuck today if you feel like maybe you're stuck. Maybe you don't know you're stuck. Uh, but when I came to this church, you know, I met Pastor Jurgen pre this church kicking off. My best friend heard him speak, called me and told me I just heard one of the best sermons of my life. And I said, how's that, how's that going to help me? You're in Tacoma. I'm in San Diego, bro. One, you know I don't like pastors. And two, I barely like Christians, so don't get too Christian on me. So I called the church office just saying, hey, what's up? And it was actually Pastor Jurgen's cell phone. We met at an Islands Burger joint. And I sat there like this whole time. This guy can't be real. Fine, I'll come to your church. Sounds like hype to me, but I gotta go somewhere because my gotta call my mom. I didn't want to lie to my mom. So I went to church out of Guild. She's a travel agent for Guild Trips. I told the 830 that. Nice. That was a nice addition. Nice addition there. I tell you that to tell you, you know, and I joked around, but it is true the more I think about it. My mom is the Christian version of Beth Dutton. <laughs> I, you don't mess with my mom. Like, they don't make them like they used to. My grandma was even worse. When the Lord took her to heaven, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, people were. I can tell you stories of my grandma. <sighs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. Like, But I'll tell you something. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a praying mom and a praying grandma. Because I was off the rails. And I was only going to church because my dad was a Marine and my mom, like I said, I don't need to say anymore. You don't mess with them. Thank God when Facebook came out, I could just check in at church and she'd just look there. So I know then I wouldn't get the call at noon. But when I met Pastor Jurgen, I was like, I was more curious. And I went, and it got radical in my heart. And I realized I had a religious spirit. I was stuck one foot in the world, one foot in religion, which I think is the most dangerous place you could be. So I was going for all the wrong reasons just because 
I wanted my insurance policy for heaven, but I wasn't living like any, I was living like most Christians, which is, I was a hypocrite. Well, when I met Pastor Eric and I, I met a pastor that was full throttle. My, what do you mean, love Je Jesus and you got joy and you don't, what, who is this guy? I found freedom in this church. My first Shredder Sunday, I promise you, I was like this. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm gonna go shred things. And I watched that year as my life didn't change much, but I watched everybody else that was shredding, life totally changed. You know, and I'm, I mean, I'm slow, but I'm not dumb. I was like, all right. It came around to that next Shredder Sunday, I was shredding. And I was like shredding with a lot of doubt. I was literally shredding, help my unbelief. And he did. Since then, let me tell you something. I met this foxy little lady. Where is she, by the way? Did you call her? Tell her she's late to church. But here's this girl I met, San Diego State, party girl. Got highlighted on an airplane on the way to Vegas. He can use anything. He could use the donkey. I mean, we're good. Let me tell you something. She came to that first Sunday service because I looked at her and I said, for all I know, you could be the devil. But just in case there's a slight chance you're not, you want to go on a date to church on Sunday? She came to church on Sunday, raised her hand, gave her life to the Lord. Three months later, Pastor Jurgen sitting down going, hey, you need to be the spiritual you know, leader of this relationship. She's leveling you up right now been a Christian my whole life, but I was religious. I let all that religion go. Just said, you know what? I should probably read the Bible for myself. Got into the Word, and everything changed in my life. I've been around since the beginning of time. You have no idea what's coming, church. But I remember being in a parking lot of the Marriott Hotel because we got kicked out due to a bar mitzvah. So Pastor Jurgen was crazy enough to do church in the parking lot to mess up their parking lot. Because he's like, well, I'm not canceling it. So we're out in a parking lot. I'm thinking to myself, this guy is crazy. We're, I'm worshiping in a, man, I grew up Presbyterian. You don't raise your hand. I'm up there in a parking lot getting jiggy with it. And then we went to a boys and girls club and I was on the parking team and started seeing God do radical things. So then we owned our first church building and then our second one and I was part of the big campus and we started serving at Levels and then my wife and I got ordained in 2017. We got our own campus. And the one thing I wanna tell you about that, we built something because of a vision. Pastor Jurgen's not putting ceilings over any of your campus pastors, any of us. He said, whatever you see, let's believe for. I said, well, I need a kid's church. We bought a building, built the most insane kid's church in our whole church. It exploded. We remodeled our small campus like this one. God started speaking to me about a Ashley Furniture Store that's now our biggest campus. Told Pastor Jurgen, solved all his questions and said, he said, let's go. He put it his faith with my faith and we took God at his word and God did a radical thing. And God showed me a couple things about this city. The only ceiling over our life is the ceiling that we put over our life. We could stay small thinking, we could stay religious, but that's not God's plan for your life. 
He didn't send Jesus to start another religion. He sent Jesus on a rescue mission for you and I. And if we can get out of religion and get out of funk and realize we can have fun in church, we can get our praise on, doesn't care who's on our left or on our right, let me tell you something. God can use every one of you and some of you lost your way. I am a little bit of an enigma. I am a shepherd. But God, you gotta understand, I I came from a place saying, I don't like pastors and I'm legit. I, I go to church out of mostly fear or insurance policies, but God then ripped that whole upside down. He says, stop being religious. I'm gonna send a man from Australia to show you the model that you can have an epic love affair, that you could do life epically, that you can still stay in business, Dr. Matt, that you can be an entrepreneur. I will anoint you to be a king and a priest, a king in the marketplace. I will give you visions. And when I started pressing into the word for myself, I started realizing, wow, I had deadness on the inside, but something came back to life. When the worship team was singing earlier, no longer I who live, but Christ in me. For I've been born again, my heart is free. The hope of heaven before me, the grave behind me. You brought me back to life. I didn't know what life was, I was in dead religion. But see, God can use each and every one of you. God showed me a campus up in the north part of this region. It will be a, it will be a big building. This is going to be a boutique campus. We're going to play some racquetball here. We'll get some basketball going on during the week. This will be like the community. Let's hang. Wednesday nights will all be together. Sundays we'll have church here and church there. And then God showed me, I'm gonna get, when that happens, I'll immediately give them a building in Park City. There's a church that doesn't have vision anymore. I will give it to Awaken. But see, Pastor Matt and Lorraine, they can't be in every campus. Some of you gotta wake back up. Not that I'm staring at Vincent Becker or anything, but. There's a calling on your life and I'm not gonna let you run from it. The Hughes Soros, there's a calling on your life. You can't run for it. The pews, God's stirring up. There's people that, you gotta think bigger than this campus because there's a city to reach. Something's gotta get lit on the inside of you. And don't worry, we're gonna shred some stuff today. But you gotta know, I need you to know where I came from. I thought church was dead. I met a pastor with life. I woke up inside. I found a roar that I didn't know was on the inside of me. Buildings started popping. We started looking over regions. We just started seeing things and God sent armor bearers that we just spoke life into and all these marketplace giants that I really, listen, we're here for a flash. We lost a good friend the day before Christmas. His funeral's next Saturday. I didn't come here to play today. Life is short. We never know when our last day will be. So while we're here, let's build a kingdom. Let's get lives saved. Let's not do religion. Let's not do pettiness. Let's not look for legalism or laws. Let's look for freedom. You are called to be freedom in Christ who died for you. And what does that mean? That means... Put your hand to the plow and watch what God's gonna do. You got the faith for it. Well, today we're, we're gonna shred some, some doubts. We're gonna shred some fears. God's gonna highlight you. 
We're not doing this as an acting class. This is a faith exercise that we're gonna shred some stuff that needs to be shredded. God's gonna highlight certain areas of your life that you need to shred today. You're gonna write it down. And then in faith, you're gonna get out of where you're stuck or where you're sitting or where you are and you're gonna come to the altar where God can alter your life and you're gonna shove it in a shredder. The shredder is an anointed, it's from Staples. Hopefully we didn't support Target. We're gonna shred that stuff and we're gonna stand and get back here for Vision Sunday so God can give us a vision for what he's gonna do in your life in a radical way. How many of you with me today? So let's turn our hands. Come on, let me pray. Heavenly Father, God, I know where I was, but I know where you took me. God, I know where this church started, but I know where we're at, and you're just getting warmed up. I know there are no accidents. You planted a seed, a lighthouse in Salt Lake City, Sweet Lake City, to do some radical things. And God, we, we, we thank you for the vision of that next campus. I thank you for those that will step into their calling, their anointing, so we can win a city to make your name famous. God, I thank you in advance for the building in Park City. 2024, there'll be preview services on Saturday nights that people will get so lit up they'll drive on Sunday down to that new location. And it's just a warm-up for what God's gonna do. God, I thank you for this incredible region. We take it. We take it. We sack the city to glorify your name and our break the religious spirit over it. In Jesus' name. We thank you for Shredder Sunday, what you're about to shred. Light up what needs to light up. Un God, just show us the, the calluses where we've got numb, unnumb us. Those that have got distance from you or stepped away from you, Lord, let them, let that be revealed today so they hunger after you again, Lord. I thank you for this anointed worship that cracked heaven today. Let, let those that are far from you hear your voice for the first time. Those that don't know, know you, let them know you today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. I'm gonna read this verse real quick, so stay standing just while I read the word of God and then we'll, we'll go to the next level. Title my message is more in 24, not more crap. Not more stress, not more drama, not more chaos, but more kingdom. More in 2024. Not quick, bar the doors in 2024 for all you preppers. I don't want to prep out of fear. God will give you wisdom and discernment. I felt like the first service God was saying, hey, including me, I need to unfollow people on Instagram that are using fear, tactics to get us to sit in a cave. God's saying, get out of your cave. Watch what I'm gonna do. I got more in 2024. So here's the verse. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside 
you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Psalm 121, verse eight, one through eight. As we walk into what God's about to you, open your heart. Get ready to just start letting things come to the surface. If it brings up old wounds, don't worry, God's got you. Brings up things you never saw before, blind spots where the enemy has tried to put a veil over your eyes so you don't see your blind spots. Let God give a chance to break some things off today, to break ceilings, soften hearts, and remove scales from eyes. Who's with me today? Come on. First of all, I wanna pray over this stud. If you could all stretch out your hands towards Jacks, you don't even have to play. You just receive it. You don't play, don't worry about it. You, you just, God highlighted you, you're the X factor. Jacks, the X factor for your family. They may not even know, but I saw that X factor and I felt the word of the Lord is, I got you. You press in towards me. I will direct your steps. You are the X factor for your family. There's an anointing on you, a calling on you. You are bold and courageous. Trust in me, says the Lord, and watch what I do. I've given you authority. I've given you authority. Your obedience, your faithfulness, you're willing to serve. You have a heart like David, says the Lord. I will use you to crack open heaven over your family. Things will shift in a moment, and it's nothing you're doing except your act of obedience and faithfulness. You are the X factor I can use over your entire family that will shift generations to come. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. All right, worship team, you're good to go. How many ready to get into this? Come on, somebody. That one, two, three, one, two, three messed me up. I had to write it down. And then I had to lean over and get coaching. But 12, 31, 23. One, two, three, one, two, three. That's gotta be an anointing. God's a number guy. Mm, mm. Oh, stay for the 12. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, how many ready for five thoughts and then we're gonna shred? You guys good? We're just gonna work some stuff out here. I'm telling you, that first shredder Sunday when I had the bad attitude and I saw all the stuff, my next shredder Sunday, I was shredding like a boss. Three years later, started getting like breakthrough and blessing and I started seeing all these crazy things happen in my life and then, you know, when you're pumped, when your business starts skyrocketing, but you have no clue. Does anybody else been there? You have no clue when that first starts happening? Maybe you do. A lot of wisdom up here. Okay, this kid <laughs> didn't know. I accelerated in growth, finances, blessing, everything was flourishing and then tax season. <laughs> I got my first tax bill of 50 Gs and I mean, I wasn't prepared for that. So some of you are like, oh, 50,000, I pay every year. Well, that's great, okay? Well, I wasn't ready for that, okay? It just kind of was shocking. I was like, 50, who am I supporting? This is before Newsom was in Austin. You know, I couldn't even blame him. California, pray for us, would you? Otherwise, more Californians are gonna move here. So just start praying for us. We'll all move here and screw up your state. 
so amazing. I love it up here. Keep it pure. So anyway, so we, uh, I, I told my wife, I'm like, we're shredding. And the lesson is, you know, I didn't know at the time, you know, don't shred the original copy. <laughs> so anyways, we were shredding everything. I was like in faith. I learned like, all right, we're shredding in faith. So I'm shredding this thing. Remember, I have no clue. Weeks later, my CPA calls me and goes, hey, um, you know, I think we found a couple of mistakes. I, I think you're only gonna have to pay half. I'm like, Shredder Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like four to six weeks later, we not only didn't get that bill, we got a $12,000 tax return. Yeah. Return. So 50 deleted plus 12. I was like, when's the next Shredder Sunday? Um, <laughs> Pastor Egan, can we do that twice a year? Because I feel like I build up junk quicker than other people, okay? Uh, and so it just became a thing that I looked forward to Shredder Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That I have been shredding like a shredder. And I wish I could shred as good on the mountains as I do in church <laughs> on this Sunday. But it's just this act of faith. And so all year long, I'm going, I'm gonna And so literally, I wrote 2023. I'm gonna shred the whole year because it sucks so bad for me. It, and uh, the Lord said, really, you wanna shred the whole year? Because this is the closest you've ever been with me. This is the more that you've trusted me. This is the most that you've leaned in towards me. Sure, you went through refiner's fire. Sure, you went through hell, but look at this relationship. Look what I brought you through. Look at the hard conversations that you had and look what it developed you into this type of leader. Look at the hard conversations you did and look at the team that I've built for you because of the things that you've been through. And I, and I have to tell you that some of the stuff was your own doing. And then he revealed to me that, you know, he was speaking to me in January about certain people on my team. But I, in my mind, I justified saying, oh, if I do that, I'll have to work harder. I'll have to be in my office more. I can't let go of this person. And I gave all these justifications. And then that person got taken out. And then now I'm drugged into a lawsuit. So it's like, the Lord's like, you know, that didn't have to happen. But see, justification can mess you up. It's because I wasn't trusting in the Lord. But how many know then when you're strapped down to it? I was in the office more than ever. I lost two doctors. I'm in my office working harder than I've ever worked. Body falling apart. I had to pray. I had to believe for miracles. I had to believe for things. I had to believe that God would supply all my needs according to. It's like I had to put this word into action because I went through refiner's fire. I went through H-E-double-L, but I came out on the other side a different person. I became a different spouse. I became a different dad. I got intentional with everything. My time was so stretched thing, I realized where this drama was, I had to cut out of my life. It would have never happened because God showed me the areas that I got lazy, the areas that I got, I wasn't listening to him in. I had to become very in tune with the things of heaven to make it through 2023. Would I change it? No, because I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't walk in a gifting and anointing I am today because I wouldn't have the level of trust because I was a little fat and happy, literally a little fat. God showed me this year the things that I need to shred in order to walk into this new level of what God has for me. So I decided, okay, ha ha, I won't shred 2023 because there were so many good things that came out of it, but I wasn't looking at them because I got a little bit of a victim mentality. Woe is me. So I am shredding. I want nothing left of a seed of a victim mentality. 
no limiting thinking, no ceiling over what God has for me in the future. So five thoughts for this Shredder Sunday. And whenever something provokes or comes up, I hope you write it down. This is to help you open your ears and your mind and your spirit to healing, letting go, and shredding so you can walk into a new year as a new you. In Christ, see, the old is gone, and God says you are born again, a new creation. So you have to be born again into a new creation, but you can, in that new creation, when you give your life to Christ, God has to renew your mind. You have to learn to take things captive. If you don't, they will take you captive. So working on this every day, you can be restored as a new creation, but you gotta start renewing your mind. You gotta lay down new tracks neurologically. What fires together, wires together. We gotta do things that fire differently new behaviors, crucify some of the flesh. So this first one is we gotta leave the past behind. In Genesis 19:26, the biblical story, we learn the importance of not looking back. See, the Bible's talking about Lot's wife. She turned back and faced consequences. If you know the story, you know the story. We too must resist dwelling on our past mistakes and experiences. God calls us to move forward, leaving behind what hinders us. So number one, don't look back. What you talk about, what you think about, you bring about. It's amazing how many conversations I have with people. They can tell me in detail their past, what they've been through, what this fail is, what this, what this person did to me. And it's like a Yelp review. (laughs) But as you speak it, you're laying down it and refiring it in your life. You're reinforcing that negativity, that thing. So that means you're talking about your past and you're making your rear view mirror bigger than your windshield. And God's saying, no, that's not how it is. I've given you a vision that has to be so big because they can go on and on and on. I go, oh, what's your vision for 2024? Crickets. I don't know. Or maybe they do know and it's like this little thing. I'm like, describe it to me, yet they can't. Well, you're really good at describing your past, your hurts, your wounds, your dysfunction junction. But you can't be that detailed about your future, what God has for you? I don't know. I just, uh... God has plans for you, the Bible says. He's thinking thoughts towards you every day. So don't look back. What are you looking back on? Write it down. Write it down. Number two, separation for blessing. This is just reflecting on Abraham's decision to part ways with Lot, his nephew. We understand the importance of leaving behind unhealthy relationships or situations. In Genesis 13, 14, and 15, look it up. Genesis is a blueprint, if you didn't know. The Old Testament is a blueprint on how we can live our life in the New Testament with Christ. Letting go of the law, but it's still a blueprint. It's useful. Genesis is one of my favorite books. The whole book of Genesis is a blueprint, is a blueprint, is a blueprint. And if we can go back and look at this, God promises Abraham the land as far as he can see. But to receive God's blessing, we must be willing to separate ourselves from what hinders our spiritual journey. You gotta cut off or cut out the negative in your life. What negative things are we shredding today? I was just in Park City, it was amazing. Brought my, whole, my family, my brother I haven't seen. You know, he's in the Navy, COVID kind of shut things down, but we got to spend a whole week together. It was amazing with my nieces. My wife brought her entire side of the family, mother-in-law, father-in-law, <laughs> sister and brother, and 
uh, I will tell you this, we won't be doing that again in 2024. <laughs> it's being shredded. And on one particular night, the most dramatic night when I would have rather been in church, you know, my wife's like, can you so do an intervention with the family? I said, nope, I'm on vacation. <laughs> but I know what I'm shredding on Sunday. And I say that not to bash on, on that, but if they're gonna come back next year, they gotta do some work on themselves because there's a standard. You're like, oh, that's family. It's a little harsh. Show me in the Bible where it says, I can't invite them on a family vacation. I'll do life with them. I'll love them. I'll pray for them. I'll turn the other cheek. I'll turn the other cheek. I'll turn the other cheek. And I'll say, see you next year. But you won't be spending Christmas with me in a cabin. Some of you might think that's harsh, but you know what? I'm not gonna let a thing hold me out of what God's plans are for my life. And some of you need to cut out some negativity. Abraham couldn't walk into his blessing until he got rid of Lot. Some of you gotta let go of some relationships so God can get you into a new thing so he could use you in a new way. You can always go back. See, God was able to do some stuff in my life when I started walking in the next level of blessing, authority. I could command certain things. Listen, I didn't even know how to pray before. Before this church, I didn't know how to pray. I actually started the prayer, men's prayer meeting in my house out of an insecurity because I saw someone get radically healed and yet he called on me to come pray for him except I brought in, I brought in the power because I was like, I don't know how to pray. And I told the guy, just because I go to that church doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but after that, guess what? I'm like, where did you learn how to pray like that? And that guy mentored me and got me into the word, got me to the books to build my faith. And man, I go, I'm starting that. Our first prayer meeting, it was five dudes staring at each other for an hour. We didn't, we were like, uh, any ideas? Where do we go from here? You could read it in a book, but until it goes from here to here, we didn't know how to act it out. So then as we started learning and bringing in powerhouses to pray, God started showing up real. We saw healings. I saw my first person raised from the dead in this church. Yeah, let that mess up your theology. It messed up mine. Matter of fact, my theology got so messed up, it messed up my mom's theology, it messed up my dad's theology, and now, man, they're in church on fire more than ever. My dad's 80 years old, and he never misses watching on a Sunday. He's in the middle of Spokane raising alfalfa, which I didn't know was a thing. 80-year-old on a tractor. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Living my best life. But if you wanna be blessed, there's some things you gotta separate from. So write it down. God will highlight it. God will highlight those people. Doesn't mean you can't go back for them, but there might be a season of separation. You gotta get away from it so you can walk into your blessing and then you could go back and put the rescue mission on. Abraham went on a rescue mission, but he had to walk in blessing first. Number three, trust in God's plan. Embrace the assurance that the Lord has your back that God is fighting for you. His strength is far greater than any challenge you may face. By trusting in his guidance and protection, you have to find courage to face the future with confidence. Let me tell you, 2023, I had to trust the Lord more than ever. I realized I had trust issues. Did I really trust my pastors? Doesn't matter where you came from, you might have been burned by religion. So you're gonna let that excuse when you stand before the Lord? It's the bride of Christ. We're supposed to build this up, build his kingdom, make his name famous, but we gotta have a place to bring people in. We gotta get our healing, our heart right. Let's trust in who God puts over us to be a good shepherd. 
I'm the same way, trust me. I didn't like pastors. But after being shepherded well, it's amazing. I had realized I had trust issues. So how do we trust God? Faith and obedience. Abraham's blessing was rooted in his faith and obedience. If we read Hebrews 11, 8, this highlights his trust in God's guidance. To follow Abraham's blueprint, this is the blueprint, we must exhibit unwavering faith and obedience in God's call, even if it requires leaving what's comfortable, leaving what's familiar. Trusting God's plan opens the door for your fulfillment, your healing, but we first must trust. We gotta trust more in 2024. What are some things that maybe you've lost your trust that we need to shred today? I had to shred religion. I had to shred pastors. I had to shred bad Christian examples. I had to shred TBN. I had to shred Holy Spirit. You know, my grandpa was a Lutheran Baptist pastor. And he said, man, speaking in tongues from the devil. So it's amazing, my, my wife that had no religion in her whatsoever got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Man, that first encounter, laying on the ground, tears coming out, speaking in tongues. I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do now? <laughs> Lord, I love her, I don't wanna leave her. This is from the devil. And he goes, or your theology's wrong. Oh, maybe I should go read the Bible for myself. So I did. I realized I need to shred some religion, shred some bad theology. God, I just want to follow you. Lord, do I have to drink that Kool-Aid? Do I have to be like those guys that awaken that jump up and down like this? I mean, they got knife calves muscles, but I mean, I, I can just work out. God, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not, I go to church once on Sunday. But then God got a hold of my heart and I started seeing things, radical things happen. Next thing you know, I'm going twice on a Sunday. We had a morning and a night service. Next thing you know, we had a 10, a 12, and a five. I'm at all three. I'm like, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Lord. I promised all my friends I wouldn't get religious. And he goes, you're not. You're just getting on fire for me. Next thing you know, I'm canceling speaking gigs that were paying me. So I wouldn't miss church on Sunday. I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? And he goes, you're finally trusting that I'm building your house, not them. Holy cow, what's happening, Lord? Well, this is what happens when you trust me. I'm directing your steps. My life went from glory to glory, started going up like this. Now, let me tell you, new levels, new devils, but guess what? Making me a better warrior. If I just roll around on the mat with white belts all the time, how do I expect to get any better? I was like, I'm putting you in the arena with some black belts. Now I'm gonna teach you how you really need to know how to pray. So when you do get the phone call, there's someone in need, you're gonna jump on a plane like your brother-in-law that got diagnosed with a brain cancer. They said he had 30 days to three months to live. I'm like, well, Lord, he just married my sister-in-law. I don't even know him. I don't know what he believes. It doesn't matter what he believes. It matters what you believe. I jumped on a flight, flew up to San Francisco, Head was shaved. I prayed over him. Power of God. We rode scooters around the city. He went in for his surgery. The doctor came out and said, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yes. Let me tell you. I just found out because I hung out with him. We haven't hung out since. We just found out. He goes, that shifted everything in my life. I realized that I need to start asking God more questions. I want to stir my faith. Can you help me do it? He opened up. He said, that sparked something. He goes, I can't explain it. I do research every day on that tumor. I, I can't explain it. I know it's because you flew up. He goes, what's so trippy? I didn't like you. <laughs> I just thought like you were a hype man. You were fake. He goes, 
but you flew all the way up. You prayed for me. I felt something shift in my life, and then you bounced on me. You just went back, so you didn't hang out to be around all this stuff. You just came up for one mission. I said, that's it. Then God told me my duty was done, and I went back. I never knew. He's not much of a talker, you know? Army ranger, 14 tours to Afghanistan and Iraq, a little bit shut down. He's seen some things. Didn't think God could really let him into heaven for all the stuff he's done. But that one moment of him getting healed, he realized there's a God that loves him, so now he wants to ask questions. You never know. Just be obedient. I would have never had that faith if I hadn't got over some insecurities on how to pray, how God could use me. Drink the Kool-Aid. The good stuff. The good stuff. Be of good cheer. You know, I always say, like, yeah, hey, you go to that Wagon church, you're brainwashed. I know. I used to be, like, get ticked off. Like, I know I'm a pastor, but I'm gonna knock you out right now. And then God's like, why would you do that? I said, I don't know, Lord. It's still the fleshly desire. I just, I cannot. Lord, can you let me punch him once? He goes, no. I need you to reframe brainwashing. I had to, brain, I had to wash your brain. It was nasty. You had some lame thoughts up in there. Matter of fact, I just want to let you know I'm still brainwashing you because you got some of the world up, stuck up in you and you got to get it out. Matter of fact, there's been times in meetings I've wanted to headbutt people for stupid things. What do you mean you cheated on your wife? I'm going to headbutt you right now. And then the Lord just like takes over and then I say something. I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. Next thing you know, I'm hugging them. We're both crying, you know. Now God restored their whole family. I'm like, man, I would have screwed that up. I had to get out of the way. Thank God, God took over. So just get out of the way and let God do what God's gonna do. And if you can learn to trust him, your life will get radical. Trust more in 2024. Be of good cheer. Listen, despite life's uncertainties, take heart in the promise that God is with you. Rejoice in faithfulness. He's either your anchor or he's not. He's got you in the storm. By focusing on hope and encouragement found in God's promises, you can let go of the past, step into the future, because God's got you. You gotta start making sure. Write down hope suckers. What are some hope suckers in your life? Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your boss. What is sucking the hope out of you where you can't see hope anymore? You gotta get your hope back. And embracing God's promises. Abraham's blessing extended beyond material wealth. It included in spiritual inheritance. In Genesis 12, 12, it emphasizes that God blessed Abraham to be a blessing. If we look at this blueprint with Abraham, we should embrace God's promises, not just for personal gain, but with the intention of being a blessing for others. God wants to get something through you, but he can't get it through you. He's trying to get it to you, but it's gotta go through you if you could just receive it knowing that, God, you got my heart. You gotta think bigger than your circumstance. You gotta shred distractions. Mine is scrolling. God, show me some disciplines with my physical. He's like, you're gonna have to crucify some flesh. So starting tomorrow, it's gonna get a little gnarly. I did all my blood labs. I hired a trainer. Told my wife, tonight's the last toast we're doing for a while. You know, it's like, God says, for me to step you into your next level, you gotta be physically stronger than you've ever been. You gotta be mentally stronger. You gotta be closer with me. There's disciplines that you've gotten laziest. Number one is you gotta, you gotta get rid of wasting time on things that don't matter. I sat there and probably for 
two hours unfollowed a whole lot of people that were distractions in my life. Why do you need to follow them? God's got big plans for my life. They can follow me. I need to stop being influenced by what I see and do what God is trying to speak to me about. Think bigger than your circumstance. Don't focus on your problem. Let that stumbling block be a stepping stone. What is it that's got you distracted right now? What are you focusing on that doesn't have kingdom? We have one of the greatest recovery groups I've ever seen. But when you think recovery, you're like, oh, I'm not addicted to anything. It's to be amazed at the little things, the little foxes that are ruining your harvest. If you came and did a program to expose the little foxes, if I, turn, if I said this, hey, I'm gonna do this awaken entrepreneurial success thing. I mean, it's amazing how many people would do it and I'd be teaching the same stuff. But the minute you hear like awaken recovery, you're like, I don't need to recover from anything. Well, is your life all that it could be? I will say, you guys set the bar for Awaken University. Awaken you. Got me convicted. But too many people are talking about where they've been instead of where they're going. I need us to delete the past. You know, in golf, they always talk about you gotta let the last shot go. If you take a last shot, just call it a mulligan. But most people are focused or they sink water, water, water. Next thing you know, they hit it into the water. What you focus on expands. What do you see that matters? You need to shred some thing that God's trying to get out of your landscape. Let go of that last shot. Let go of that last shot. I need you to start talking to yourself a little bit differently. We all need help at some point. I won't belabor this, but you know, I failed a test in um, college and I was gonna drop out of grad school. So I failed OCHEM. But I created it to be such a big drama. I was like, oh man, it's gonna cost me this much more money. It's gonna cost me six months. I won't graduate the class I started. Blah, 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 victim, victim, victim. And I was coming home for Thanksgiving weekend and my dad just goes, what is your problem? And I laid out the whole story. I said, dad, the pressure got to me. And he goes, you don't even know what pressure is. (laughs) So as we... We're doing Thanksgiving. We had restaurants in Sacramento. We were feeding the homeless on Thanksgiving Day. And we fed about 400 people. We did two seatings at 200. And on the first seating, my dad's like, come here, son, sit down. You're about to hear what pressure is. And he made this man that he knew speak to me. He'd lost everything. Hadn't had a warm meal in weeks to months because he started crying when we fed him. Saying, my first warm meal I've had told me how he had kids three kids his wife left him he lost everything hadn't taken a shower in weeks and I sat there and just got over myself real quick heard the story and he stayed and helped me do dishes in the back for the next seating he had nowhere else to go my uncle sat him down got him a hotel room got him a warm shower, hired him to do dishes. He did dishes, saved every penny. My uncle loved his attitude, ended up helping him out, get a place. Let me tell you, that next Thanksgiving, he was there dressed to the nines, bringing hope to the other homeless people. 
I could tell you with just months after that, started a landscaping business, used all that money he had from dishwashing to buy a lawnmower, started mowing everybody's lawns downtown. A guy turned that little landscaping mowing business into something big, went and got his wife back, went and got his kids back. That's pressure. I realized I got a quick feeling sorry for myself. Here I was complaining that I wasn't gonna graduate with my class. I lost sight of what God had for me. My dad had to slap some sense into me and show me what real pressure looked like. And even under that circumstance, there was still hope for that man. It doesn't matter where you're at, but if you focus on the storm, that's all you'll get. If you focus on your circumstance, you'll be a victim of it. I need you to start talking to yourself differently. I need you to get in the word and let the word get in you. I need you to wake up and say, that's it. I'm gonna speak to myself differently today. Tell yourself, Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Tell yourself, Deuteronomy 28, I am the head, not the tail. Tell yourself, Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Tell yourself, Psalm 20, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Tell yourself, Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Tell yourself, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What do you tell yourself? How you speak to yourself matters. Some of you gotta put on here, worthiness. Some of you are just saying, I'm not worthy, shred it. Stinking thinking, shred it. How you see yourself, shred it. Who do you need to forgive today? Write their name on it, shred it. My kids learned the lesson on home alone this week. Watching the old dude who was in church sitting next to him. I don't know, I haven't seen the movie in 20 years. And my little kids are like, Dad, this is why forgiveness is so important. Look at the end, look, look. Look, his son came to Christmas with him. Out of the whole movie, they were so fascinated. They remember that scene, they're working out at the very end. He looks through the thing and he sees that old man, the neighbor that he was afraid of, hugging his son, seeing his granddaughter. I'm like, my kids are getting this at their age. What was I thinking about? Dear Lord, I end on this before we shred and I invite up Pastor Mount to pray for us. There are 170 women mentioned or alluded to, they were either mentioned by name or alluded to in scripture, 170 women. But there's only one woman that Jesus even tells us about to remember. Do you know who it was? In Luke 17, 32, in the midst of a discourse about the end times, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. The only thing we know about Lot's wife is in Genesis 19, 26. And it said, but Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. The angel of the Lord said, don't look back at what's burning down. Don't look back at what I'm finished with. Don't look back at the thing I'm delivering you from. Don't look back at those things. Look forward. It says Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. She was calcified and stuck in a place that she was only meant to be passing through. Our world has shifted and there is a shakening that's gonna happen. Things that we've known are burning to the ground 
And the word look back in the original language means this. It means looking back with a longing and a desire to go back. Some of you have been thinking about maybe going into a new business, but you didn't wanna let go of what you're in. That tells me that God's in the wrong position. He's your Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider, not that job. Some of you are gonna have to get let go to step into a new season. Do you want that? Don't let the shaking shake you. Listen, her attachment to the past was greater than her commitment to the future. She wanted that, she wanted what she was leaving more than what God had for her in the future. She couldn't understand it. Are we so busy looking back and longing for the old that we're not moving into the new? It's time right now. We gotta shred it all and believe God for a new vision in 2024. It's time for 2020 more. Let's stand to our feet. I just wanna pray a little blessing. Pastor Matt's gonna lead us in a prayer and give you some instructions. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're getting us clear eyes to see. God, that you're awakening new vision. But God, in this moment, there's some things that we gotta shift, some things that we gotta heal, some things that we're gonna shred in faith that you're gonna handle it. Just like emerged men go through burdens that we walk around with for three days. And God, we trust you as we throw them in the fire, you incinerate those burdens. Lord, I thank you right now that this is the eviction notice for our burdens that we've held on to way too long. I thank you that it's a new day today as we walk into a new year. Lord, you are our provider. We trust in you. We give you our life and our hearts. Heal our minds, our souls, and our spirits today to come into alignment with your kingdom. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Lord, today we ask that you subtract the things that needed to be subtracted and add the things that need to be added so you can multiply our life for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.